relief pitcher. Yoon right now, probably one of the premier relief pitchers in the national, in, ma in the major league, in fact. And you know that's your role. How do you get yourself mentally prepared? What do you feel the best a assets a relief pitcher must have? Well, relief pitcher and, and being a short man especially, I think that you have to be very uh, loosey-goosey type attitude. Don't... Uh, let pressure bother you as much as uh, in other situations other people can. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, you got to be very loose. You got to keep your head on at all times, but at the same time, don't get rattled when you get in tight situations. And that's what I do. I concentrate on just being myself at all times and uh, try to keep my attitude at one level. That, in other words, what I mean, don't get real high when you're doing good and don't get really down and low when you're doing bad. Just try to keep yourself at one level all the time. Okay, um, how do you keep your concentration constant? That's got to be the toughest aspect, coming in, knowing you're going to be in a pressure situation, that you get the call, you got to warm up. What goes through your mind out there? <laughs> you want to know the truth, not that much. I'm, i got to get up, get my arm loose. I don't worry about the situation that I'm coming into because that's just part of worrying too much. What's going to happen is going to happen. You go out and you do it the best you can, use your ability the best you can, and let the rest go from there. What do you feel in addition like Mike Marshall out in the bullpen for you? as a relief pitcher. What can you learn from a Mike Marshall? I can learn an awful lot. The man's, uh, he, he was a super, super pitcher, and you can't take that away from him ever. And uh, he's been in a lot of situations that I'm just starting to come into right now, and I think just sitting around the bullpen and talking with him about the situations he's been through, I can learn from the, you know, the, the things that he's been through just by talking to him and uh, how he handled them. And I think it's going to be a great help for me out in the bullpen. Okay, uh, another thing, before the strike, when you came uh, in from relief, used to do a thing that Ry Duran used to do. Used to throw the ball over John Stern's head every time to the backside. It seems the second season you've cut that out. How well, come? I think because, well, like, there for a while when I started doing that is I was struggling really bad and I couldn't get nobody out. I mean, I couldn't even get my mother out if I was pitching to her. And I just said, I'm going to do something different. I said, I don't know what. So I came in and threw it on top of the backstop, you know. And that night I got a save in Houston and I did it all right. So I thought, well, hell, I'll do it again. So I did it the next two or three times out. I did all right. And then the strike started. And then when we come back, I thought, I better knock it off for a little bit. So I knocked it off and I haven't started again. But if I had a slump, I'll throw one up in the upper deck somewhere. <laughs> it seems like you're a very superstitious player. Why did you wait two years to change from 46 back to your old high school number 13? Well, um, I asked for it when I first came. But they said that I had to get more established established and, uh, you know, be around the league a little bit longer, and it had never been worn in the New York Mets history. And so last year after the season, I went and I said, what do you think? And so they finally gave it to me, but it took two years. Okay, what did the strike have an effect? How did it affect you? What did you do during the strike to stay in shape, <laughs> if anything? <laughs> if anything, right. No, I did a lot of running and things like that. I went home and lived with my mom and dad where rent was free, food was free. Uh, you know, and I, I had a, I had a good time. I did a lot of things I haven't done in like six, seven years since I played ball, but I never want to experience it again because, you know, the mortgage has to be paid on the house I bought and, uh, you know, things like that. And, uh, it's just, uh, you don't want to never experience it ever again. What, what were your general feelings on the way the, the management and the players were handling it? Did you think it was a good situation? Uh, of course it couldn't have been good, but do you feel it could have been avoided as far as the friction that went on during those 50 days? I don't think that the strike could have been avoided. They, they worked hard before the strike you know, actually did get started. They worked very hard to uh, settle it, but uh, they just couldn't come to an agreement. The thing that I was upset about was that it went as long as it did. I felt that it could have been... Uh, you know, it could have been stopped a lot quicker than uh, it was. I feel that the owners didn't negotiate and, 
in some certain aspects, I guess you might say, in good faith at times. But when their insurance started to wear down, it sure is funny. They started talking an, an awful lot. And I have my doubts. I was kind of wondering sometimes. Are you happy with the second season proposal and the way it's worked out so far? Sure, I'm very happy with it. It gave us a new second life, you know. I mean, the Mets were completely dead, dead, heading for last, you know. And uh, this was a whole new reprieve for us. It's a second win, and uh, it's a lot more fun playing on a team that's winning than a team that's in last. <laughs> what do you think your chances are for the second season? Huh. <laughs> it, uh, at this stage of the game, I'd say that's excellent. But uh, we've, got to, we've got to keep getting the timely hits, and uh, we got, our pitching's got to keep coming through. It's, uh, it's going to be a, the team that's going to get the hitting and the pitching together at one time is the team that's going to win it. Right now, a lot of clubs got good hitting but no pitching, and then vice versa. The team that hits the, the hot streak and gets both aspects of the game together is going to win this thing. Also, last year, it seemed the Mets weren't too sure who their number one reliever was. It wavered between you and Jeff Reardon. Mm -hmm. um, you established yourself last year with 22 saves. Uh, with the exit now of Reardon, how do you feel now knowing that you're number one? Are you more confident now? Is your confidence built up? No, I don't. I didn't look at it that way. I, as a matter of fact, in a way, I kind of missed Jeff Reardon because Jeff was the type of guy where if I went out there and I wasn't doing well, I knew that Jeff, you know, his ability, he'd come right in and, and just pick me up right where I wasn't doing well that day. Now uh, Jeff Reardon's position is kind of like open in the bullpen, and uh, that's what we're looking for, somebody that can take Jeff's place. Okay, thanks a lot.